Hi, I'm Sid and this is the Product Marketing Playbook. Fast, bite-sized, jargon-free lessons on product marketing, user experience and digital marketing. Today's episode is brought to you by NordSEO. Real-time in-depth analytics about your website's performance. Get real-time analytics of your site's performance by downloading the Nord app for free at the Android Play Store. So a lot of people ask me how they can use prototyping to build the products they want. And the only answer I give them is to fail intelligently. So today we're going to answer a couple of questions. What is prototyping and why should you use it? What can you do to build a prototype? And what are the different stages of prototyping? Now, when people hear the word prototype, they normally think of robots, machines and gadgets, usually with a lot of loose wires hanging off of them. But we want to talk to you about prototyping as an action. It's building and testing various draft versions of your idea and designed to help you figure out what is the best idea and how to develop it. Now, this could mean that it's building one of those wired up gadgets, or it could also mean as simple as drawing a sketch on a piece of paper. But what kind of ideas or products can you really prototype? Now, think about it this way. Prototyping is about failing early so you don't fail later. It's not about getting it right the first time or even about the second time. It's about rapidly improving your idea through trial and error, which is a lot less, a lot less risky than blowing it out, out of proportion right in the beginning. But why even build a prototype? After all, it would be simpler to just ask people some questions in a survey, do the research that you require and build the product. But here's the thing, you need to build something to really learn about it. If you show an abstract idea to people, they are more than likely to respond very hypothetically. But prototyping gives them something tangible that they can interact with and react to. This will get you better and more valuable feedback. Here's a tip. Make sure that you're using your prototype to ask a question, not just show people your idea. Think about what you want them to learn about your idea and what you need to learn back. That's the only way you can keep improving and iterating. Don't worry about things looking pretty. You'll get to that polishing stage after you get all the info you need. Well, now that you know that what and the what's and why of prototyping, let's revisit that you can prototype anything claim. Seriously, you can. Let's say that you're a chef who's creating a new dish. Before you debut your restaurant, you could test and improve the recipe by creating different versions for people to try. You could then use that feedback to tweak and refine your dish. A department store could prototype their sales experience by creating a replica of their retail store. There, there you could actually test out ideas like a new store layout or an in-store mobile app before they actually launch in their actual stores. You could prototype how you work. One day a week could be your prototype day when you try things like having meetings just before 1 p.m. or doing them all during a stand-up. Whatever works, you'd add to your normal schedule. The future of healthcare can be even prototyped. Kaiser Pharmaceuticals uses the Garfield Innovation Center to do just that. It includes replicas of hospital rooms, doctor's office, and people's houses. It even has robots. Their prototyping involves cardboard mock-ups, technology simulations, and recreated workflows. This allows them to tweak processes and methods in a very safe environment. In all these examples, prototyping isn't a one-shot deal. 
It's about building, testing, tweaking, building again, testing again, tweaking again, building again, and doing this again and again. Okay, you get it. It's, it's the look at different types of prototypes that you can do for different stages of your idea. When you're in the early stages of developing your idea, you can prototype to explore it. This usually involves moving it from an abstract concept to a simple physical, digital, or experimental item. Once you have a solid concept, you might not know how it could actually work in the real world. That's when you can prototype to learn how people's innate behavior can shape your product's behavior. As you flesh out your idea, you may have specific questions about certain features or aspects. For example, should it be blue or red? What age group would it appeal to? And you can prototype all this to test out people's feedback. Now let's match some scenarios to prototyping stages. Remember, you explore by creating a simple physical item early on, you learn when people's behavior tells you how your product should work, and you test when you have specific questions about a feature. The good news is you don't need a fully baked concept to start prototyping. Even if you have the smallest wisp of an idea, you're ready to start prototyping immediately. In fact, prototyping can help you think through your idea at any stage. Your initial prototypes can be as simple as sketches. Just make sure to do at least two different versions so you can compare and contrast them. So do this now. An easy way to try prototyping is to start with your work environment or schedule. For example, you could prototype how you do meetings, how your workspace looks, where you work, or your daily schedule. Now that you've done the basics of prototyping, let's do a little rest lesson recap here. A couple of key takeaways that you need to keep in mind to make sure that you can use prototyping to fail intelligently is number one, prototyping is all about improving your idea through trial and error. Number two, anything can be prototyped. And number three, you can prototype to explore, learn and test.